Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast. My name is Greg Mahatsko and I am joined by an eclectic, an eccentric, a dynamic duo of dumbasses. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> gotta, gotta wake them up somehow. Uh, first uh, is our founder of Fearless Leader. You know him, you love him, you enjoy his YouTube videos. And that's John Damn Johnston. John, look up, say hello to the nice people who are taking time out of their lives to watch and or listen to this show. I was just beating Dallas in Retro Bowl. Okay. We can talk about that another time. Okay. Do you want to, do you want to say hi to the people? Hi, people. Okay. Thank you. I got a question <laughs> for you all. I got can, a can question I, for you. I got a can question. Can I introduce Todd first? Sure. Go ahead and introduce that fucker. <laughs> and joining us uh again as always uh however you want to put it uh and and it's nice to catch him on uh, this side of his evening nap and that's todd wolverton hello todd hi greg hi john I'm not, bastard i'm not gonna beat you up too much about it it's become a nightly routine when i'm trying to get one of my twins to fall asleep that i do a little bit of that yeah, I close. Head I can't do that. Non thing. If I take I'm a nap old. after six o'clock at night, it just screws up my entire sleep cycle. You guys I kept me waiting for long enough. I my language skills have gone to shit. There you go. I have a question. I got a question for you guys. Okay. I I used to work with a guy who, honest to God. He would complain all the time about the days we live in, and he wished that we were back in 1880. I'm pretty sure he wasn't around in 1880. In 1880. He wished that we, the life now was like it was in 1880. He also believed that there were giants in archaeology sites. You know what I mean? If you go out there, there's this whole group of people who believe that they have found giants. Honest to God, giants at archaeology sites, and the government is covering up the existence of giants. Go look it up. It's out there. This is Art Bell with Coast to Coast. Next, we'll be talking about the crystal skulls. And But first, before we get to that, I want to ask you a question. I mean, do you think it would be easier for you to take care of a horse than it would be to manage all the electronics in your house? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's an interesting question because if – we are in 1880 and horses are, you know, among the elite technological advances that we've had, which is a weird way to say that we already have all the knowledge to take care. You, you couldn't, we can fathom, right. What it would be like to be in 1880. But if you pose the similar question to somebody from, you know, like Nebraska, when they, you know, 140 years ago when, when, uh, you know, it was being plotted or, you know, settled, I guess is the more appropriate historically accurate word. They would be like, what do you mean? They have no concept. So I, for me, managing the technology, but again, I don't have any uh, pre-possessed equestrian information in, in, at my disposal. Todd, you I just feed it. I brush it. I walk it. 
and you shoot it when it goes lame. There you go. Then you turn it into glue. (laughs) No, somebody else turns it into glue. Not if you got the glue factor. You most likely did on your circumstances probably cut it up and eat horse meat because you would be a poor motherfucker, Greg. Wow. (laughs) I'm I'm hurtful. Well, goddamn it. I'm trying to get my energy going here. And Todd's helping a lot. Look at he just looks like a decaying old man. This is important though, because there's (laughs) not there is not a job that I have held in my life. On a full-time basis. So let's say like in my 20s on, that was around 140 years ago. The closest I have to it would have been when I worked at a grocery store. And so like stocking shelves at the general store in town, you know, making sure that everybody's got their apples or, you know, their jars of molasses or what. I don't know. Um, It'd be the closest equivalent for from. Everything, there was no radio, uh, you know, or radio broadcasting, you know, I, I should say, uh, for entertainment purposes. Under And that's assuming that I'm entertaining now. Who the hell knows? You know, I punched a horse in the face once. Stop I talking did. about your ex-girlfriend. <laughs> wow. No, I did. Uh, this, this friend of mine, you know, they raised quarter horses and they raised them for racing and uh, they wanted me to take care of this cult where they were gone for a week. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? And he just said, uh, just don't turn your back on it when you're feeding it. And I am like, okay, fine. You know, and what'd I do? Of course. Turned your back. I turned my back on it when I was feeding it. And the son of a bitch bit me right in the middle of my back and God, it hurt a lot. And I was so shocked by it. I turned around and punched the horse just right, you know, right in the face. And I, I stood there looking at the horse and the look, the horse looked at me and, uh, you know, we, after that, we were best buddies because uh, the horse understood. Don't bite me. I'll punch you in the face. You motherfucker. There you go. That is the complete opposite of like the, uh, the wild primates that you're not supposed to look directly in the eye. Like you went eye to eye, toe to toe, long face to long face with that four legged bastard. And you showed him what's up proud of you john yeah yeah well you know i was and then yeah i was kind of surprised i did it myself and you know we just kind of uh, eyed each other up and uh, it was a beautiful horse he raised uh, absolutely beautiful horses i spent a lot of time uh, on horses when i was young well not a lot but you know i got my chances john yeah and this, this is a good question for years this is a good question for you as well todd have you guys seen the movie goodwill hunting Yes. Doesn't John look like that yuppie douchebag from Harvard who had like the little ponytail and the little one, one or two wisps of hair going down the side. Who's like, uh, uh, yeah, like, you know, where Matt Damon's like, you like apples? Well, I got a number. So how do you like them apples? Yeah. I look like that guy, except he's young, Greg. Thanks a lot. Not anymore. That was almost 25 years ago. You're fine. Okay. Did you Trust want another me. horse tail? No, I just, I was working on shit today. I was, you know, lately my work has been uh, a lot of work that has really exhausted me. I would like to do more YouTube videos, but I find myself being exhausted by my work life. And I, you know, I won't, uh, I won't, I won't 
it was it's a, a Linux system that got scanned for security and it failed completely and I had to replace it and update it and do everything to it. And it just fucking wore me out because of the brain injury part of my life. Looking at all that command line shit and all them variables flying in there. All I could think of was that guy riding a horse out to an archaeology dig site and going, my God, there's giant skeleton bones in here. And then the government comes in and like black helicopters shoots my horse out from underneath me and starts getting rid of all the evidence of the giants. This didn't start the way you thought it would, did it? Are, are we going to talk about Nebraska? <laughs> I want to, I want to point our this listeners to this particular website. Um, archive.archaeology.org has an article uh, from there. It's probably transposed from an actual publication uh, because it says volume 58, number six, November slash December of 2005. Uh, soon they, soon they had unearthed a colossal figure more than 10 feet from head to toe. You see? And one of those individuals uh, this- was the name of, uh, let's see, Andrew White, uh, first president of Cornell University, later described his visit. The roads were crowded with buggies, carriages, and even omnibuses from the city and with lumber wagons from the farms, all laden with passengers. The giant was an impressive sight, lying in its grave, wrote White, with the subdued light from the roof of the tent falling upon it. And with the limbs contorted as if in a death struggle, it produced the most weird effect. An air of great solemnity pervaded the place. Visitors hardly spoke above a whisper. And now you've all been introduced to a whole new rabbit hole in your lives that you can go down. You probably didn't realize existed. I heard a a more weird one. Are you guys familiar with the uh, conspiracy theory of the lizard people? Oh, fuck. Yeah. I okay. do that all the time. Yeah. There's, there's, uh, there's, uh, you know, lizard people among us. Birds aren't real. Todd, do you have a favorite conspiracy you like? No. <laughs> you know what? Oh. You know what giant was unearthed this week, Todd? Um, well, Willie Mays is still alive, or is he dead? Lawrence Taylor, was he unearthed? Um, Bobby Bonds, Juan Marichal, um, Phil Sims. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sometimes you can be a downright a-hole. <laughs> I'm trying to... Figure I was out thinking of the job. giant, the giant hole that's going to be in our defensive fucking line this year. Oh, well, what Casey Rogers what decided he'd go into the transfer portal. Yeah, and we don't have any defensive line depth. Good. Riddance. See, there was all a there was all a means to this madness. We were going somewhere. No, we don't Hold have on, the Todd. horses on the defensive line to stay up with the Big Ten West division. Todd, I before agree. you get all, Todd, before you get all poopy pantsed, I want to read uh, to you and everyone uh, the tweet that Casey Rogers uh, put out there. First of all, let's not forget that he's you know one of those once a Husker, always a Husker because he, if he is in fact departing the University of Nebraska, he's doing so with a degree. So you know, kudos sure. to him. 
He says, the past four years have been some of the most special years of my life. I've made countless memories here in Nebraska that I'm very thankful for. This May, I'll be graduating from the University of Nebraska. With that being said, at this time, I'll be entering the NCAA portal to explore all, emphasis on all of my options in obtaining the best possible education and continuing to play football for my last two years of eligibility. I am hoping all doors are open and none have closed as I consider the options best for me. Now, you can be a little negative turd sandwich and say, well, he's leaving good riddance. Or you can say, if he's keeping all of his options open, we all know how the transfer portal works. It is flooded every year. He might be coming back. So we don't necessarily have to say good riddance until he shuffles off somewhere else. Well, I'd probably think he's gone. I mean, he got an offer from Arkansas almost immediately. Yeah, but so, would you rather play in Nebraska or Arkansas? I don't know. Well, it is the SEC. On the oh, other the hand, SEC. what's he graduating in? It didn't say. Okay, so he's going to do two more years. He's probably going to get a master's in something. Maybe it'll be archaeology. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank you for that, John. But maybe <laughs> maybe Arkansas has some special kind of program he wants to get into, like uh, searching for giants and places. You know? lizard people is that like searcher for love but you know if he if he the the question is this why is he he's one of the key points of the defense why is he even in the transfer portal do we need to go over that because i mean he's the only one that he's the only one that knows but we're this we do speculation that's what we do his feelings got hurt by that dude from tcu that's supposedly getting NIL money more so than what he is if he comes to Nebraska. And so he feels bad. He's upset. Do you think he's looking for money? I have no idea what he's looking for. He's a smart We're speculating, Todd. He's a smart kid. And if he's looking for more money, then I guess he has his prerogative to look for more money. But, you know, if his little press release or his little – Twitter statement, whatever we want to call it. If he just said, thank you very much for the four years at Nebraska, I graduated and I'm moving on to the next step in my life. Football is in my past. Hooray, hooray. you're a college graduate. Get on with life. I'd be happy for him, even though I don't sound like it. But, you know, he accomplished that goal. So, you know, what, what it is, is now he's, he's, Again, it's this me, 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 me crap that just absolutely, I'm I'm sick of it. And we've seen it with this generation of athletes for the last, well, this generation, previous generation, the hell with the team. There's no such thing as team. There's no such thing as a commitment. You know, there's no such thing as all for one, one for all. I'm not happy I'm leaving or, you know, the coach yelled at me, I'm, I, I, I'm, you know, I, I'm gone. And don't give me this shit that the transfer portal has made all of that possible. People were doing that before the portal. It's just exacerbated the situation. Speeded That's a it up. big word. Okay, so I went off the reservation and used exasperate, five-syllable word. That's pretty people good. People from me. Iowa won't be, well, wait a minute, you're from Iowa. Move on. Let's get you going on now. Oh, exacerbated. I wanna, oh. 
it, it was it was asked, uh, you know, what was his field of study? Uh, he's a sports media and communication major. So well, maybe they got more sports media and uh, mastering going on down there, Arkansas. Suey. Well, first of all, I think I agree with everybody, both here on this call and everybody watching and listening, that a red-assed Todd is a really entertaining Todd. <laughs> so, okay, I'm, I, I'm upset about the whole damn thing because. If there's a position on this football team that, you know, is light, that doesn't have depth, it's the defensive line. And Casey Rogers knows that. Jordan Riley knew that, too. And those guys both could contribute to the team this year. But, you know, they ran off to whatever they perceive as greener pastures. Now, if they were mistreated or or whatever it might be, you know, okay. But that's not what they're saying. You know, in fact, they're not saying why. I'm just leaving. Okay, you know, it's rumored all that you this... want about Jordan Riley going to Oregon because his coach ended up going to Oregon. Okay, I understand that happens, but you know, th- this makes no sense to me. But then, if you want to go in, 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 even deeper, what the hell's the problem with with this football team that we lose? quality players like this and yet we're supposed to be in the portal looking for depth in that position we can't seem to find any you'd think we'd be doing everything we possibly can to keep what we have that that you you don't really have an idea of whether this was a surprise to any of the nebraska coaches or anything but yeah you're right you'd think at that position i mean it's not like it's a shock that they just suddenly came to work one day and went, hey, we don't have enough defensive linemen. You know, playing in a division where every one of the teams we're going to face next year is pretty much going to look at us and go, no defensive linemen. I guess we know what our game plan is. We're just going to, you know, I mean, Minnesota is going to run nickel duo 53 times instead of 40. And it's just going to run every one of these teams. It's going to run the ball directly at us. And yeah, our- uh, I want to say uh, the offense get on the field. Rogers was the most veteran uh, defensive lineman who was still going to be here because we talked, you know, about um, or we have talked about some of the other departures, both both for exhausting eligibility, uh, going to the NFL, uh, you know, uh, Jordan going to Oregon. Now I say all that. I don't. I think we have depth. I just don't think we have experience. And I know that's the, those are two very different quality qualities of, of defensive linemen. Uh, but we, we still have Ty Robinson mm-hmm. today. You shut your <laughs> damn dirty horse mouth. Oh God, that'd be a disaster. Well, we heard of him. We heard about him possibly looking at Arizona State before the season was over. Arizona State has lost their top quarterback, their uh, top wide receiver, and their top linebacker, like in the last three days or something. So, so I maybe mean, it's Ted not Robinson just us. quarterback and has a shot. <laughs> and let's not forget who I'm – and I think we all are very excited to see 
Mosai Newsom. Nash, the polar bear. Nash, not Hut Mocker. Hut Matcher. Not Masher. According to Huskers.com. No, it's Nut Masher. No, okay. You're just being silly. I that's that's my name for him, and I'm never gonna get the other name right. Every story I write that has well, him if in the it, polar bear, his name is Nut if Masher. If the polar bear can play, great. He'll help out. But he hasn't proven that he can play. He's proven that he can bench press Vietnam. But he hasn't shown that <laughs> squat I, Cambodia. I think that I think the problem is, you know, when you look at the defensive line, though, you're going to have to need a rotation because they're going to get the shit beat out of them. They're really large guys. They mash into a lot of the large guys. They just constantly get beat up. So typically, they're them. rotating those guys in and out every couple series. Yeah, if they have the depth. I mean, at this point, you're really just saying we're going to just put bodies in the field and hope that's enough that we can stop and win a division that mostly runs the ball in a team, in a league, in a conference that's known for three yards in a, in a, in a cloud of dust. That worry, we're short on the defensive line. This, this, should, this should be like a major. We have 236 quarterbacks, receivers, and running backs. But we don't have enough defensive linemen. We're going to find them in the portal. We're okay, going in we'll the be, portal. In the portal. Our coaching staff is, as we speak, they are watching film of all 33,000 defensive linemen that are in the portal. And we are going to bring in three difference makers from the portal. Well, let's talk about one. <laughs> Of those defensive linemen <laughs> who's in the portal. You dill hole. Uh, and that would be former four-star uh, from 247 Sports uh, ratings. Uh, Ellie's coming out of high school. He was 6'4", 299. And that's Stefan Wynn, who is in the portal from Alabama. They play football in Alabama. Uh, yeah, but usually it's against like Mercer and Citadel and a bunch Mercer, of other small okay. schools. So if if we could get a four star player come, you know, four star out of high school player, that would certainly be what should be a talented player, you know, to fill that hole. Um. Okay, so this how guy, many this, of our this guy doesn't have a neck. I mean, you see his picture; it's a portrait. It, he doesn't have a neck, and his entire head looks like, I don't know, looks like it could be its own weapon. He literally, his head, just his head could be a murder weapon by itself. Let's not talk too negatively about him. He may be our That's next not negative. Last There's nothing hope. negative about that. You said this the man guy, doesn't he have looks a neck. Like a, he looks like he could, you know, bite cars in half. You know who else doesn't have a neck? Todd. Okay. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> his his wife is constantly hitting him over the head with frying pans and shit. Apparently not hard enough. <laughs> He'd beat some positivity back into you. Where's you the hope, he, Todd? He had, hope, he had the whole we're gonna pick up three difference makers. Or was that sarcasm, Todd? 
Was that sarcasm? Well, I'm sure we're going to pick up three different makers. I mean, we've done such a good job, you know, identifying talent in the portal and bringing it in. We've hit a home run with Samari Toure. Um, And vaguely recall a defensive back from Ohio State that we all thought was or people thought was going to make a difference. Um, We don't know what Casey Thompson's going to look like, you know, in a full run. That's a possibility. I don't know what Marquis Step. Marquis Step came to us from the transfer portal. There you go. Did he have 1,200 or 1,300 yards last year? Wow, I guess I never really thought of this. But uh, Todd, you're being you prepare certain. this part, or does it just happen this way? Todd, go back to bed. Yeah, I should. I'm just. I'll tell you what it is. This is what it comes down with me. Is that you know everybody wants to bitch and complain. I read a letter to the editor by some guy from Omaha in the World Herald this morning, and you know everybody wants to bitch and complain about how NIL and the transfer portal are destroying college football as we know it. College football started its downward decline probably 25 years ago when college presidents recognized they could put billions of dollars or millions of dollars in their coffers with television contracts, and they sold their souls. So, you know, and uh, on the backs of 18 to 22-year-old people, young men, young women in some cases. Okay, so now... Now we're reaping what we sow, but it still comes back. I'm in the last school that I was at. The last thing I wanted to do before I leave was before I left. I didn't get it done because of damn COVID, but I wanted to paint on the walls of the gym in 25 foot letters team so that people understood what the purpose of athletics are. In, in, in high schools and college, there are not individual at, at individual sports that are sponsored by the University of Nebraska. Those are team sports. And when the, the, this, this era that we have where everybody, it's all about me, it's all about me, the hell with them. And it pisses me off. Wow. This is one of the most perfect old man podcasts ever. Could you just go clouds so we could keep that as a like a sound bite? Come on, do it. Do it. You're an old man mode. Greg, are you holding John? <laughs> I, have a, I have a question. Oh, he's a question. You're not going you to do clouds. I'm not old enough. Don't let the gray yeah. hair fool you. Uh, I have a question for you, Todd. You know, if you if you position unrelated, but if you position Todd, your hand up, and John, your hand look like you guys are uh, high fiving or or holding hands. Anyway, uh, what is stopping you from going back to that school, breaking in, and painting the word team in the gymnasium? What is stopping me? Mm-hmm. I. With some, you got to do it right. Got to get some spray paint cans, preferably if they're in like the rival school's colors. I think you should do it. Quit being a pussy. I um, I do value living outside of jail. Um, 
but she had he's told well, everybody he's going to do it now. Now they don't know it. It's kind of like me when I come up I'm with plans to, to fake my own death. And then I, then I tell somebody how I'm going to fake my own death, getting in a little rubber tube and riding all the way down the Mississippi to new Orleans and getting on a trawler and going somewhere. I've told enough people that, that they're like that shit. That's what he's going to do. Now I can't do that anymore. I have that's to your throw them off plane. Well, I, I have to come up with a, you know what I have to come up with? A way to have a bear fight me during an explosion, which I really don't die. <laughs> well, we already know you can beat the shit out of a horse. So <laughs> bear's the next step up. Step up to a bear. I think there I got to get in a little bit better shape. You know, have I told you this, how you kill a bear? I'm curious. You have my undivided attention. Well, you, you wait until it's like, and it's opening its mouth real wide. And then you just take your head and shove it into its mouth as hard as you can. So it gets your head down into its throat and it can't breathe and it just asphyxiates. But won't you also asphyxiate by having your well, breathing I'll probably mechanism? have my head crushed when the bear closes its mouth. But I'll still be having my head in there. And then just think about this. Just think about it. Some fucking people will come along and find you with like a grizzly bear and your head, just your whole body. And they'll go, that son of a bitch knew how to die. I mean, if I can do it that way, I can do without the explosion. But just, you know what I mean? Just kind of like finding two fish that are trying to eat each other. And you're like, wow, look at that. The pike couldn't quite get the bass in its mouth that it was way too big. You ever seen that? Okay, maybe not. But, you know, just think of walking along an Alaskan trail and you're like, holy shit, it's a dead grizzly bear and some grunchy old guy with his head stuck down in there. I should get out more. <laughs> so while we're talking about uh, uh, the potential of Alabama four-star players coming to Lincoln, we should talk about one that's for sure going to happen. The Nebraska men's basketball team, that's right. The mayor himself, Fred Hoiberg's squad, getting a boost from a former four-star transfer by the name of Juwan Gary coming to Lincoln from Tuscaloosa, uh, a small forward. And uh, that was just became news uh, earlier today. Does Nebraska need small forwards? I, I don't guessing. <laughs> I haven't thought about the basketball team lately. I know we need big guys, really big guys, really huge guys, like massive guys that get he, in there and rebound. I think this, he was a, he was a top one hundred player out of high school. So we need, I, he's a good player. Yeah, good yeah. players. I mean, at any position, six six two eighteen. Um. And uh, he went to Alabama over North Carolina State, Virginia Tech, Clemson, and South Carolina. He uh, is a South Carolina native. Um, Played in 29 games overall for Alabama. He does come in uh, with a – he's not – I'm trying not to to insult the man. Uh, I don't want to call him damaged goods, but he did have a torn ACL in the 2019-2020 season. but he does have two years of eligibility remaining. So, 
Yeah. I think they just uh, they need guys that can score and guys can play basketball and put in some minutes. And That's what you they think need, about huh? this, you think at this, you think about this guy. I mean, where he's ranked? Let's see, ninety three overall player, number twenty three small forward in the two thousand nineteen class. That's still way above most of the players we've ever had come to Nebraska in terms of a ranking or a talent evaluation. So I guess, you know, we're just going to see what he, I haven't thought about basketball for. Well, and the positive too is that he, he was brought here, you know, without um, Abel DeSmaia or whatever, however you say his name, the assistant coach, Matt, you know, who was responsible for all the recruiting before he was let go by Hoiberg. So, um, you know, there's the, the the coaching staff is on the trail, it sounds like, and hopefully they'll bring in another player or two that are going to contribute. So good well, I that. think you said you said earlier about keeping your guys. I mean, the biggest decision that's probably going to be made is whether or not Trey McGowan's comes back instead of going pro. And I think, you know, having Trey McGowan's come back would be a, an enormous boost to this program. Yeah, Derek Walker sticking around. So just need more. We talked about this when it was announced that, that you know, Derek was staying is you got to build that foundation from somewhere. And there, there's been a ton of roster turnover uh, for Nebraska men's basketball squad. So uh, a little consistency is not, not going to hurt. It's only going to help uh, that unit. Now this just came across the wire guys. I don't know if you know, uh, but the Nebraska baseball team also uh, is gleaming some interest from an Alabama four-star center fielder. We could use a center fielder, I think. We could use a center fielder. Damn, I, I, I had to. I wish I could have made it in, in a less believable. <laughs> well, you know, football's potentially bringing in an Alabama. Can he run basket. fast in the outfield? Out food out there. <laughs> Man, I told you that, you know, you guys, it's getting late and I'm old and my language goes to shit late. Can he run fast? I was making it all up. I just thought. Were you really? You son of a bitch, I got all excited. Maybe we could swap (laughs) Casey Rogers to Arkansas for a center fielder. Because I'm sure Arkansas has got a good one. Yeah, they do. They probably do. Maybe we can swap Casey Rogers to Arkansas for uh, Dave Van Horn. He's getting old. Yeah, he's okay. not got that many years left. We got fuck Rob. We, we got, got fuck yeah, him. Never got, mind. Will Bolt. Will Bolt. He's going to do fine. He's we need to find fine. defensive linemen. Yeah, where you got where you got any defensive <laughs> linemen laying around at your house, Greg? Uh, not They're for like probably six, another six 17, 18 years. <laughs> well, the guys could have just walked in. <laughs> I'm kind of concerned at the notion that somebody's just walking into my house at 10 o'clock at night. Or walking in his house. <laughs> They'd walk on. Get your plot. Get, I don't, I don't have enough food in my house for a defensive lineman to just walk in here. It. We got to go grocery shopping. Um, but let, let's not. I had a defensive lineman live in my house for one night, and he ate a lot. The Division One defensive lineman. It's uh, uh, it's important to note that we're almost to May, and I believe sometime in May we're going to be blessed uh, with the presence of uh, Hoss Reuter, who's going to talk offensive and defensive lines. We're waiting for him to finish up his master's, 
we're, we're being patient. We know that uh, he has been requested on a number of occasions uh, and, and I've reached out to him and, and it's always the same answer. It, man. Yeah. I, I I'll definitely do it. Let me finish up my school. So, uh, so when, will he bring a more intelligent approach to conversation about the offensive or defensive line or, or, I mean, I, I'm serious because we don't yeah, know. Yeah. Hey, yes. He, he, he knows his stuff very well. I, yeah, I bet he's does. never punched a horse though. He probably doesn't know how to kill a grizzly bear with his head. <laughs> Motherfucker. And I want to go back and talk a little bit more about the, the, defensive lineman room, you know, obviously like QB room, running back room, things like that. Defensive lineman, it's just very wordy. I don't, I don't like it's too many words, but I mentioned that Casey Rogers, if he does in fact depart, uh, will have been you know, the one of two juniors, but certainly the only one that ever really played no offense to Colton Feist uh, out of Utah. Good things rest. about Colton Feist. I'm not trying to disparage you, um, but we really only have Ty Robinson coming back with any experience, any game experience. Um, but we have, uh, you know, I just, I want, I, when you look at like Jalen Weaver, right? Six, eight, three, 20. That's a big boy. You know, I hear that, he spits lightning and farts thunder. They say he's one mean son of a gun. I can't tell anymore, Todd, if you're being serious or if you're. No, I am. This one I'm serious about. They say he is a bad hombre. So, I mean, that's kind of the mentality you need for, you know, a defensive lineman, a, a, a down lineman in, in the Big Ten is that nastiness. Um, I think. One of you guys uh, earlier mentioned Mosai Newsom, uh, the sophomore, uh, 6'4", 285. Then you have Ruquan Buckley, the uh, redshirt freshman at 6'5", 290, um, who's from Wyoming, by the way, uh, Wyoming, Michigan. Just saying. Uh, we, also, we already talked about the polar bear. Marquise Black, the redshirt freshman, uh, 6'3", 315. That guy, again, you never judge a book by its cover. But he's not smiling in his photo. And I take that to mean that he's, you know, very businesslike. Uh, Casey Rogers, we, we know that the uncertainty there, at least for now, Ty Robinson. And then Brody Tagaloa uh, from California, De La Salle, the freshman at 6'4, 260. Uh, that, again, it's, I don't think it's a bad quote-unquote, defensive lineman room. I just think it's an inexperienced one, a little on the young side. I think you get uh, uh, you get a, a Stefan Wynn and maybe one other guy who can, you know, be a little bit of leaders. And I don't think it's a, a, a house-on-fire type of situation. These guys just need a little bit of defensive line. Look, I'm not – I'm not trying to like uh, talk down to anybody, especially you guys. And and this is not something that like I'm the first person to ever come up with this you know notion. But the defensive line is not a spot you want to throw an 18, 19 year old individual. At. They need to have some weight room. There are different you know the certain rare occasions where they just are you know inhuman. 
Uh, and I get that. I'm not, you know, th- so don't come at me and say, well, this guy, this guy. Okay. But by and large, you want a guy who's going to, you know, mature a little bit physically uh, before he steps on the field, especially in, in the Big Ten. I think, I think the pieces are there. They just need the experience. Todd, I will open the floor to you to shoot holes in my theory. No, I think you're absolutely 100% right. And in the 2024 season, when the new head coach is on the scene, he'll have a very talented defensive line. So I wish I was in charge of this. I I would mute you right now. Okay. Okay. Let's go that far down. I'm sorry, John. Well, I who's going to be who's going to be the head coach 2024, Todd? 2023 in 2023. Okay. Who do you got? Who who who's your top three picks to come to Lincoln and be the head coach? I'm no, I'm not talking about that. I'm off on him. I'm not. I I said that I wasn't talking about our coach. You said new head coach 2023. Or 2024. Yeah. yeah. So who do you have in line in mind to replace him? John? Three candidates I got. That was very quick. <laughs> Mickey Joseph, Mark Whipple, Eric Chenander. Every one of those guys would take this job if it was offered to him. I don't disagree. I'm going to give you another conspiracy theory. Okay. Right now, the defensive line is the weakest position and a position we need to be strong to win our division. Do you suppose Scott Frost did this on purpose so he has somebody else besides himself to blame next season when we start losing games by being run over and giving up three and 400 yards rushing every game? John. <laughs> it's the offseason. There's lizard wait. people among us. I cannot wait to see you in the fall. And uh, hit you. <laughs> it, 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 you know, Will Smith got in a lot of trouble for that. Yeah, well, Will Smith makes a lot more money than I do. <laughs> so, you know, Greg, actually, you know, with what you're saying, I think there are a lot of talented players there. But, you know, I'm not going to go back on what I said, you know, months ago that with all that's riding on this season with all that is riding on what's going to happen in the next 12 football games, this, this is a setback. And if this team is going to rely on freshmen and sophomores and, and, and on the defensive line, I think that makes it a real uphill battle. And, you know, I've listened to some pundits in the last couple of days you know, in the last 24 hours. Okay. So if we just have some big bodies, you know, that can occupy people. <laughs> so our linebackers can, can, can move and make plays. Well, you know what, we've got two pretty good inside linebackers, but both of them have played less than what, 10 games, eight games, the last couple of years. I mean, injuries are going to happen. And when you go from having a defense that played as well as it did this past year with veterans up front on the defensive line. And to see this kind of a drop-off, that is very concerning to me. Um, I, you know, I, I understand I've been, you know, a smart ass through most of this, but I, 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 I am worried about this. 
and I think it, I think it paints a whole different picture on, on, you know, the prospects for this upcoming season. Okay. Tom, that, was, okay. Uh, that was very rational. Well done. That was very good. People had to listen to this for like an hour to get to that. <laughs> well, I was tired. Damn it. <laughs> so I, I guess he, the thing is what, when Casey Rogers goes in to meet with, you know, his, his position coach, coach Janander, Scott Frost, whomever, and says, Hey, this is what I'm thinking about doing. You know, I, I, I think I'm going to enter the transfer portal, blah, blah. Like nobody's in that room. So how do you, what, what's Scott Frost supposed to do? Is, is he supposed to, Get down on his hands and knees. Oh, Casey Rogers, please don't go. We can't afford to lose you. We've got a chance to win the win. No, no. But and and again, I'm not. You know, I don't know the personalities of all these people. But you know, if if Casey Rogers is butt hurt because of all of the attention that was given to the kid from TCU. And, you know, if he feels like, hey, crap, you know, I've been here for three years busting my ass and they're going to shower all this stuff on him. If there's any truth to that, then then that bothers me a great deal. Well, how would you feel, though? I mean, this guy, there was something I read where the guy might have a million dollar nail deal. How would you feel about that? I'd be butthurt, too. I'd be like, there. fuck this shit. What yeah. the hell am I doing? You know what I, I would do? I would do what most young people should be doing when they're working for corporations now. Getting a different job because you get a bigger raise going to a different company than you do staying with the one you've been at. Because they go, oh, we'll give you a cost of living raise. Some company over there is going to go, well, we'll give you like 20%. Which one are you going to go with? I mean, that's just... There's a certain amount of yes team, but there's also a certain amount of I ain't dumb, you know, and I have to look out for myself too. So go ahead, and, let's and, let's go, Mister Team Guy. I'm spelling team with T I E M. It's kind of Dutch or something. Just just you know, you got the R behind your name, and that just is typical of the attitudes of that political persuasion. And so it doesn't surprise me at all. Do what's in my best interest. Fuck the rest of the country. Fuck the rest of the team. Just do what I can to protect myself and my self-interest. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Let, time out. We're, we got... I apologize to everybody. It's, going, for these it's descending. You thought it who, started bad. Who is the, the player that allegedly is getting the big NIL offer that allegedly made Casey Rogers unhappy. O'Shawn Mathis. O'Shawn Mathis from TCU. Okay. Rumored. 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 Right. Rumored. There's also rumors out there that Casey Rogers is damaged goods right now, that there's not a whole lot of tread left on the tires, that he's banged up. And, you know, but, you know, we don't know any of that kind of stuff, and nor, I guess, is it our – right to know that kind of stuff and so maybe maybe if there is a little bit of wear and tear and if he can work something out where he can get into a good graduate program that's going to further his career in athletic or sports broadcasting or whatever it is 
Okay, so be it. And o- Oshawn Mathis is not at Nebraska. He's at no. TCU, deciding right. between Texas and Nebraska, supposedly. Okay. So, uh, I guess a defensive end is a Casey Rogers was was he hand down interior? interior. He was a hand down guy. Yeah, those are like I can't believe this. I have to I have to explain this to a Division one college athlete. There are high-profile players that are exciting, and then there are interior linemen. Now, one of them is going to attract fame, fortune, ladies, cheerleaders. I said ladies. Um, and the other one is not. So if I, those rumors are true, and we don't know, that's all allegedly, right? We got to say allegedly. Um, like, suck it up, Buttercup. You know, you have he has a perfect opportunity, this Casey Rogers, and everybody who's ever seen a picture of him knows, he could be right out there in the same commercials with Troy Polamalu he could, uh, for head and shoulders. Yep. You know, so we, you're saying we should raise money. I will start the donations right now. <laughs> Look, everybody, hold on. Where's my, I, let me get my Venmo. So I know people can send me money. Um, I got half a bottle of head and shoulders. I'll chip in. I have almost a full bottle. Thank you. Um, but we're not talking about head. like, look, he's not, he's probably a Pantene guy anyway. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? Pantene is a very fine. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't ch- know. I, <laughs> he surrendered. Not, I don't know. I'm not going here. He surrendered. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm just going to say that, uh, you know, nose tackles and the three, four defense, those guys on the interior, uh, they don't get a lot of they don't get a lot of stats if they're doing their job properly, but they eat blockers and they eat the middle of the line and they hold their ground. It's and, it, uh, look, look if you can't just put it, a guy out there and call him a big, huge, giant mass and and have him be a good guy that does that. You well, know, like, and, and if he's if he was going to be a giant, then we probably should have had this conversation six, eight thousand years ago. And we'd probably <laughs> be digging him up in the middle of a field somewhere, but. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you're an interior lineman, just realize that you're not going to get paid in college. You're not. But you could have a, a very long and lucrative career in the NFL if you do your job right. Well, you know, there there is a sunshine and lollipops explanation to this. And um, Casey Rogers did not. You know, he, he didn't participate in the spring in spring practice. So maybe as he was observing spring practice, he's seen all these young studs. And he's he doesn't think he'll get the play in time because he's going to be behind some of these young guns. So there's your there's your happy, happy explanation. 
Todd, if you could, if you would have said that an hour ago, we could have called it a show. Well, why, why couldn't we why could you be that way? Positive from the, the outset. Duckies and dunnies, the <laughs> duckies and bunnies explanation. Buckies and okay, just move on. Uh, John, do we need to let you go? <sighs> no, it's okay. Okay, because you know that the longer we're on here, I mean, you still have to write the article. I do. <laughs> Hope you've been taking notes. Well, I kn- no, I know. Okay. I know what I'm going to call this. <laughs> Bucky's and Dunnies. <laughs> no, I'm going to call it. I know how to kill a grizzly bear with my head. <laughs> I punched I, a horse once. No, no, no. Here, here's what you do. You, you call it. I know how to kill a grizzly bear, because if you say with your head, they're not going to. They won't click. read any further. They won't read oh. it. You got to make it a little clickbaity. Oh, okay. So, um, I hope that you're right, Todd. The last part that you said, not all the other crap. Um, but, but the Casey Rogers from the sideline saw the progress of every other interior lineman and said, "You know what? These guys passed me by." I hope that's the case. That'd be nice. Uh, if it and I'm I, I'm not gonna uh, shit on the guy. He might still come back to Nebraska. We don't know. Um, but it's fine. I I I learned long ago, not that long ago, probably since we've been doing this podcast, so six years. <laughs> uh, but I learned a while back that, and and I've, I've said it. I've, I've tried to beat this in for the last four and a half years. There are bigger things in life. There are more important things than what some 22 year old kid decides to do. Well, don't sweat it. Drink a beer, enjoy your scotch and uh, uh, John, whatever it is that you do to unwind. It's probably not much because I don't think you know how to unwind. Um, (laughs) I fall over. I fall over. (laughs) Okay. But not dead. Greg, the only, the only part of that, that, that concerns me a little bit and I'm on board with you is I remember when I was 23 years old and my girlfriend said, I want to date other people. Um, Go date other people. Is is that that when she, did she bring other people to the bed? No, no, she, she was gone. I just out, out of here. And, you know, when, when I, when people want to explore their options, you know, um, and hopefully not close any doors. Um, okay. I'll, it's the equivalent I'll, of saying, yes, I'll go out with you unless something better comes along. It's really insulting. But in this case, you know, he does have some leverage, I think. <clears throat> and Nebraska kind of does need that position filled. So part of that is, uh, are these guys going to, if he does want to come back, uh, are these guys going to let their e- step aside with their egos or their thoughts about the whole team thing and let him come back or, you know, I, then, then it leads to, you know, people wondering if he's giving all his effort, and, you know, he's going to be attacked for that. Um, I, I think once so, you get into the transfer portal, you should just like Todd said, they're pretty much said uh, you, this is I'm done. You know what I mean? This isn't about exploring my options. I'm leaving. There, there's one other aspect of this, and, and, and 
Todd, I thought you were, you were hitting there very early on about the me, me, me uh, mentality, right? But do like if he's gonna go, do we need the press release via Twitter, or can he just go? Like it, it, it is a bit of an attention thing. Like I don't know if he's saying that so that other coaches from other schools see it. Or, or what, but like, it is kind of a, uh, Hey, look at me. Like they always say, um, uh, in the comments section of like Facebook or, or YouTube or something like that, whenever something displeases someone, they say, that's it. I'm, I'm never supporting this TV show, this movie or whatever. And they're like, Hey man, it's not an airport. You don't have to announce your departure. See you later. I don't. I don't think he. He didn't. He just thanked people. You know, after the news came out, he just thanked Nebraska. I, I guess yeah. It, it depends on which order you saw the tweets. If you saw that, and I was like, oh hey crap, Casey Rogers is in the portal, and then, but I mean that was pretty fancy photoshopping. Like he had that ready to go. I could go somewhere here, but it's we're already like an hour and a half into this, aren't we? No, you started this thing an hour and a half ago. Remember, we were an hour or we were half an hour late. Oh or Todd was. God. Okay. You know, then, I, then I'll say, I'll point this out. You never notice when these guys do all these. Oh my God. Do you ever notice when these guys do all these thanks for Nebraska things? How many of them don't really, they don't mention Frost? Am I wrong about that? Is that something I just have noticed? They thank for being at Nebraska, but they don't really normally mention him much. Maybe that's just yeah, you're feeding into Todd's hatred. You are Luke Skywalker and Todd is the emperor. Mm, I can <laughs> feel your hate flowing through you. Maybe <laughs> Strike I'm, Scott uh, down and your turn to the dark side shall be complete. Maybe I'm Anakin. A young so, Anakin. The, the, uh... <laughs> I don't know about young. <laughs> True. <laughs> The uh, softball team's on an 18-game winning streak. It is tremendous. We are all very, very happy for them. And because they're doing so well, there's not really a whole lot to talk about <laughs> in the drama department. It's very true. <laughs> but they are they are headed to Wisconsin for three games this weekend and um, still leading the Big Ten Conference. Finally got ranked, and they were ranked in, I think, four different polls. So that's a good thing. It is. It really, and uh, the baseball team, uh, they got that win over uh, North Dakota State University, yep. and then uh, they're on the road this weekend to Indiana. Yep. Went to the game last night. And, How uh, was it? Tell me about, it? about your game time experience, because you were adamant that you were going to attend the game. My, yep. curi- I, my question is, did you, in fact, cheer for Nebraska? I cheered for Nebraska. <laughs> I at at a couple of different times, a couple of different times, I stood up and clapped my hands and yelled enthusiastically. And that's and, why you're so sleepy tonight. Even at the end of the game, when Braxton Bragg had a two-two count with two outs, I was standing up with everybody else in the stadium. So. I yeah, hope you were clapping a little bit more enthusiastically. Than I will. Okay. I'm a little lethargic right now, Greg, but. I appreciate Todd. I appreciate you putting up with me. 
Thank you. What do you think our prospects are against Indiana? I think uh, it'll be if if somehow they can hit the ball, I think they've got a chance because Indiana does not have solid pitching, but Indiana is going to hit the ball all over the park too. It could end up being, you know, it, it could be a lot of crooked numbers on the scoreboard. 15 yeah. to 13. Possibly. Possibly. Shea Shanneman is going to be your Friday starter. Yep. Uh, and then Saturday and Sunday. Actually, oddly enough, they have the same starter. Listed. I know. Uh, initials are TBD. Yeah. I I was surprised they're going to start the same guy two games on a week. Um, <laughs> he better just get, get – as soon as the, that final out is, is recorded on Saturday, he just better start icing that shoulder because he's got a – He's busy, got a whole other game. Ahead. Ahead. So – I don't know. Right. You know. I don't know what the point of that is, but whatever. You know, I don't think it's gamesmanship. I think honestly, it's uncertainty. I would you say know? you're probably right. You know, I, I, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's. These I don't think it's Will Bolt. Be, they seem to be inconsistent enough that you're kind of like, how do you feel before the game? And that's yeah. who you want to go with. You feel yeah. good. Feeling good. Good. You're starting. Yep. No, there's probably they probably have whatever you know, however they manage their bullpen time and that kind of thing. I would guess that Coach Christie and Coach Bolt will probably go up to Emmett Olson and uh, Cody Frank. No, Frank Cody, Frank. Yeah, Frank, that is yeah. the big debate this week. Well, that Frank guy. So, I would guess that they'll probably make a determination between one of those two about who's going to start on Saturday. Would be my guess, but. Um, you know, isn't it interesting that Nebraska loses three of four games to Brigham Young and has the pitch and still has the pitcher of the week? I mean, that just. For a one nothing shutout. You know, that's how men's sport <laughs> has gone this year. The three major sports, they've just been a harrowing nightmare. Yeah. I thought you said we we're going to say a heroin nightmare. Well, that's probably pretty accurate, too. For, I've never done heroin. But. I'm thinking about it. No, you're not. I know better. <laughs> so gonna, no, I'm not even gonna, I'm not even going down. <laughs> Just stay away. Probably for the best. Uh let's face it, folks, that's probably about it. Uh, that's just about as much meat as we can get off the bone this particular week. Hopefully we know more next week. Uh, hopefully decisions are made money exchanges hands. Oh, Sean Mathis is in Lincoln and, uh, uh, we can make Todd happy because Todd wants a stud. He wants a dude with experience on that defensive line. Yes, I do. And John wants a stud in the wall that he can hang a picture to. I want another quarterback. We should go now. That's it. Uh, I'm Greg Mahochko for myself, for my illustrious co-hosts, uh, John Dam Johnston and Todd Wolverton. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We remind you this week and every week that five heart is all the heart you need john there is no hope fuck everything go big red the iowa hawkeyes still suck there you go